Hello, this is episode four of SVGA, the PC Retro Gaming Podcast with uh, Robert Hiltz and myself, Hugo Prevost. Hello, Robert. Hello, Hugo. How are you doing? I'm fine. The construction is over for the day. Uh, they started putting the bricks up again. So uh, this is like a Dragon Ball saga with... Uh, you have the uh, the recap at the, the beginning of the, the first episodes and it just never ends. Uh, but yeah, so it's coming along and uh, maybe one day I'll get uh, my balconies back. So one day. <laughs> one day. Several weeks from now, perhaps yeah, next year. Maybe when, the, uh, when it's going to be winter again, so I'm going to be able to just get out and have a barbecue. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, this week we're doing, I think it's a big one this week. Uh, we, of course, the first episode was Half-Life, another big game, another hugely important game in the, uh, well, I don't want to say only the retro gaming universe, but the gaming at large. Uh, this week, I think it's about the same, about the same in terms of importance, uh, about the same in terms of impact, cultural impact. Uh, what did we play this week, Robert? This week, we played uh, Blizzard Interactive's Diablo. Exactly. Diablo, uh, I thought it was older than that. It came out in 97. And I was playing it, and I said, I thought, oh, maybe it's 94, 95. Uh, but yeah, 97. So uh, I think developed by Blizzard North. I don't know if they did anything after that, if they've been merged with Blizzard at large. Uh, yeah, I think they were merged because they were um, originally a different company that had been kind of bought out. Oh, I see. And that's why they became North, and then I think they yeah at some point. And of course, now it's Activision Blizzard, not only Blizzard, but that's another thing, <laughs> maybe another topic of discussion one day. Uh, so yeah, Diablo is, well, basically a, a hack and slash game, uh, a role-playing game, of course, but more of a hack and slash game. And I think the the impact of the game is right there. It's, the, it's in the type of game because there's been of course loads of role-playing game before uh, on pc of course on maybe not on a console but on pc starting from the uh, basic text adventure games in the 80s and and there's been a bunch of graphical role-playing games uh, of course um, before diablo and uh, i think the, the the main difference and we'll talk about it for of course but it's the fact that it's not you're not rolling dice. You're yeah. not waiting turn by turn to see how oh, he's gonna attack me. I get three HP of damage, and then uh, I try to do my spell or my attack, and I have a, a failure rate or something like that. It's really oh, there's a monster, I kill it. Oh, there's another monster, I kill it, and so on and so on. Oh, there's eighteen monsters around me, I kill them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and oh, there's there, there's a skeleton who was carrying gold for some reason. I don't know where. Um, <laughs> Skeletons have pockets. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a, a, a dress. The best have pockets. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, I think uh, we've talked just before the we started the recording. Um, we talked about how. We played, uh, of course, Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Uh, and there's Diablo 4 coming uh, sometimes and maybe the next year or so. There's been a trailer for it. Um, 
and so but but yeah the differences between the uh of course graphical differences but the differences between the, the style of the games and one thing that surprised me because this has been a sort of a, a weird way to uh, at least for me to uh, get back to diablo is i've played diablo 2 when it came out i think it's early 2000s and i've like 2000 yeah and uh i've played diablo 3 as recently as two or three weeks ago uh and then coming back to uh, diablo 1 to see how i don't want to say basic but how straightforward it is and how at the main at the same time it's also more developed more complex in certain ways uh but i mean sorry in what ways do you think it's more complex? I'm I'm curious. I mean, it's uh, coming back to, to to Diablo three, and this was one of my I don't want to say pet peeve, but you, for example, I I like to play a barbarian, I like to smash stuff and kill monsters, and uh, but every time you level up, the normally you get some points in. Uh, I think the barbarian is two or or of four stats categories. So it's basically strength and uh, might or defense or whatever else it is. And there's you cannot put the points in yourself. You cannot choose where you put it. You cannot uh, change your 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 specializations. If you want to have maybe a barbarian that can use use magic spells. But at the mean, at the same time, you can do some magic spells in Diablo three, uh, and there's a, there's a bunch of stuff where in Diablo one, where oh, I leveled up, so I have to. Ch- there's four or five categories for statistics for the the points you get, but you have to put them in yourself. So you could, for example, choose to play uh, a warrior, and but put some points in magic, and then just use magic spells and then you could ask yourself well why did, didn't you choose to play a sorcerer instead of but still you could say i don't know i want to play a barbarian or a warrior with a sword and when everything is hectic just use a true fireball or two and then you could mix it up a bit i don't know if you if you see what i'm talking about here yes no i i, I see what you mean there's there's more flexibility in the same way that you see sort of modern games instead of being like where level design used to be mazes and puzzles it's now sort of like you're dragged along a string through a storyline which yeah like there are pluses and minuses to that but it's it's different and it's it's not as self-directed uh, but I think maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit uh, okay. because, <laughs> because yeah, you and I, we know what Diablo is about, but maybe there's someone somewhere in this universe that doesn't know what it is about. Uh, so if, you, if you're okay with that, just going to do a, maybe a, a quick explanation of what it is. And of course, if you, uh, if you want to add some stuff uh, along the way. Um, so like we said, Diablo is a hack and slash. Basically, you start in this town, which is called Tristram. Uh, and uh, and we'll get back to the, the ambience and the, the music and the general feeling of the, of the place. But uh, you're basically an adventurer who's coming back to the town where you live, I think. And there's something is wrong. Uh, well, a bunch of stuff is wrong, but uh, basically, people tried to 
something happened in the church, in the, the town church, and uh, and then you have to go in that church and go down every level, and eventually you go down to hell and fight Diablo, uh, who is a devil himself, basically. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's it's there's some stuff about a king going mad and killing all the people and yeah. then like an evil bishop taking over but uh it's essentially you got to go down in a bunch of dungeons to hell to uh kill the devil's um earthly form which is in I can't remember I think it's the prince who ends up taking it and uh yeah you just got to kill a lot of little monsters on the way <laughs> exactly and this takes us back to the difference between every RPG, basically every role-playing game that came out before Diablo, which was, oh yeah, there's some monsters, but you can have maybe a dialogue with some enemies. You can have you have quests where you get have to uh, basically get a certain item or con- or convince someone to do something. And in Diablo, and it's the same formula that they they, they kept for. Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, it's just basically, oh, you have to do something. Okay, what do I have to kill to do that thing? Yes. And, and I mean, it works. Bas- it, of course it works because they will have done a sequel, that two, basically two sequels and uh, soon a, a third one if it just didn't work. But it's, uh, as I said, the, the more straightforward thing uh, instead of because there's basically one town, one place, and of course the, the items change, the, the the dialogue change with the NPCs. But your your interest room, you won't move to another town as you do in Diablo two or in Diablo three. Uh, and I think it's interesting the way that they kept it confined to one town, and it's on the other hand, it's a bit it's a bit of a leap of faith when you have to think, oh, I'm back in town. And then, of course, there's a portal to hell in the in the church. Right. Uh, <laughs> but still, I, I'm guessing they were limited in the scope of the game because maybe of technical limitations or just in terms of money. Uh, but I, yes. think, I think in some ways you know, as the first one, um, that never really been done anything like this. Yeah. It, it makes sense to, to have it sort of limited because you, you don't know if it works. Um, yeah. I was reading about how they didn't initially think it was going to sell that much. Mm-hmm. Their, their initial estimate was like a hundred thousand units that they would move and kind of be happy with that. And they ended up like in pre-sale selling more than 480,000 or <laughs> something to that effect so yeah. it, it it's one of those things where you know it was they didn't really know it would work and then it did and um it really worked well just in the way that it kind of um it brought that sort of action to you know what is maybe a slower genre usually mm-hmm. um yeah. pretty successfully too i think i've spent a fair number of hours on this one when i was much younger yeah, and it's like I said, it's a it's a really good game. You of course see what twenty nearly thirty years, not not thirty, twenty three years later, something like that. You see the 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 the, the limitations, not in terms of graphics, uh, 
because I think there's a certain way that this game is more interesting than the, its sequels. But in terms of, uh, let's say, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the inventory management system. Mm. Uh, <laughs> basically, because Diablo is uh, a game where you collect stuff. You get loot when you kill monsters. You get, of course, money, but you get weapons, armor, uh, spell books. You get some parchments to ident- uh, some scrolls to identify stuff or to get back to town. You get a bunch of stuff, and all this stuff takes place. I mean, it, it occupies space. Uh, sorry for the the <laughs> word bad translation here, but it's. Uh, it occupies some physical space. And of course your inventory is limited. And it's, there was a way, I think it, they, they tried to address this in Diablo 2 with a button where you could auto arrange your stuff in your inventory to be sure that everything, there's no wasted space. And right, Diablo 3... You have, a, you have a grid, basically, and each object yeah. has a size. It's not weight-based, it's just, you know, swords or, you know, like, four Tetris things high, and then it's... Different things are differently shaped. Yeah, and the, the grid system is interesting because there's, of course... The, the like we talked about the waste system. I remember playing, which is it's an older game, but not by much. Uh, Morin, uh, which came out in two thousand one, and you had to uh, the the second you had s- too much stuff, be it too many helmets or too uh, too many swords or too many pitch uh, too many forks. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a possibility that okay, you over encumbered. And then you cannot run. And it's based in Diablo, it's not, oh, you have too much stuff. And it's that you cannot carry more stuff than you have now. And it's interesting, both interesting and both frustrating way to 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 design a game. Because I remember playing even in the first few minutes of a game in Diablo, you pick up a bunch of books, and then the the, the your character will say, Oh, I cannot carry any more. Okay, uh, does it does it have value? Do you want to walk back up to the town to sell your stuff and walk back down? And then uh, it's you have to early on. You have to make a choice. Do I want to keep everything I can? And being a, an action game, being an RPG, you have this this feeling of oh, okay, I ha- I have to hoard stuff. I have to hoard potions. I have to hoard weapons. And uh, do I wait until I get a better weapon? Do I switch now? And it can be not a game in itself, but it's it's like in SimTower. I don't know if if you've played it. Uh, where you design a, a skyscraper and right. basically I didn't play that one, but yeah, okay. Uh, basically, you design a skyscraper, and eventually, what you'll do is not oh, okay. I want to build more, more, uh, more um, floors or shops or whatever. Is you have to manage your elevators because if people wait too long to get into an elevator to move around, they'll be uh, they'll move out. And so this, uh, I see, uh, I saw a parallel between this 
management system in SimTower and in Diablo where you have to pause the game. Uh, I mean, you can just pick up the gold and move on. And But uh, a few times, well, a lot of times, actually, I, have to, I had to get back uh, topside to sell my stuff. And because I told myself, oh, I'm going to need that money in order, in order to repair my armor or to, to buy more powerful weapons. And so there's this <laughs> limitation. I mean, you're down there. You want to kill monsters. You want to get loot. You want to, but there's this limitation. There's this little voice in your head say, okay, don't pick up too much stuff because you're going to have to pause and wait and move stuff around in your inventory. And then the action will be stopped. Right. Yeah. And it's, and the going up and down can be a bit tedious. I mean, you eventually get scrolls to get back to get a port to open up, open up a yes. portal and get, go back to town. But yeah, for the first few levels, you, it's it, it can be tedious. Yeah, and especially in the first few levels when you really need to build up your gold because, like, all the stuff you find is garbage that yeah. turns into rags, or it uh, it can make it a bit frustrating. What did you think um, going back of how the point and click like controls work? Like how how do they feel to you? It's it's difficult. I'd say it's, it's a bit difficult to say because we're playing with the uh, GOG version, mm. uh, and I when you, you you buy the game and you install it, there's two ways to play it, which is the upscaled graphics, which basically gives you the opportunity to play it in technically 4k but it's (laughs) it's not it's not 4k of course it's a game from 97 it'll never be 4k but it's there's no because i i have two two monitors at home and there's no uh, automatic resizing there's no stuff going on going on when i launch a game and but i i I thought that the, the the mouse was a bit floaty uh the 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 Maybe it's just me, but I thought that the mouse was the per, the, the character was a bit hard to control. Yeah. Um, and I tried first to play with a rogue, which is basically a, a warrior with a well, warrior, a woman warrior with a bow, and basically an elf, an elf, yeah. And she spent about half the time just moving close to the monster instead of shooting an arrow from the other side of the room. I was like, "You're, I want, I don't want to swear on the podcast, but you're." Fing stupid. I mean, just <laughs> don't yeah. do that. No, no, I, I had similar problems where instead of you know hacking the guy nearest to me, because I I went straight in with a warrior because I yeah. remember yeah. that I didn't really care for the other two classes, and you just you it 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 just there, there's a disconnect. Like you say, it's either floaty or it just it's not quite responsive. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember if it was always like that, or if it was just cannot... something you got used to. I cannot say. I mean, I remember this is interesting that you you bring this up uh, because I bought recently the Command and Conquer Remastered Edition, and they did a fantastic job with the music, the graphics. You can switch on the fly. Well, when you're playing single player, you can switch on the fly with uh, between old graphics and pixelated, of course, and new graphics. Um, you can play in multiplayer. It's easy to, to, to play. But they kept the same pathfinding AI that they had in 95. 
right. which is garbage, <laughs> complete garbage. And I played a, a bunch of skirmishes with a friend, and I say at least twenty-five percent of the time we had to micromanage our tanks or our ore collectors to be sure that they won't just end up in the enemy base and get killed. And I, I remember where basically the, the strategy is, of course, you get the most resource, you get as as much resources as you can first, and then you can build armies and stuff. And so I built, uh, you have to build a refinery to, well, refine the, the ore. And it comes with a, a, an ore truck. But you can also build more trucks that are, aren't linked to a, a specific refinery. So what I ended up with was one refinery, four trucks. But when they were each uh, full of ore, they will just end up doing a run in circles around mm -hmm. the refinery because they couldn't decide which one had a priority oh, to just God. dump the ore. And it was like, holy I, I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna swear on this episode. It's the... <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. I don't. Want it's it. it's it's so frustrating. And it was the same in in Diablo. I remember just trying to move around with the map opened. And I mean, it's a good way to to have a map. It's it's uh, it's not in the corner of the screen. It's not on the paper. You have to keep uh, besides the keyboard. It's on the screen on the the over the surface where your, your character is, but everything is so dark. And I know maybe a, a negative point of the, the subsequent editions of Zablo, Zablo 2 and Zablo 3, where it's so, all so full of colors. And it goes against the, the atmosphere that they tried to, to create in Diablo 1. And they did a great job in Diablo 1 to do that. But it's so dark. And when you kill a monster, for example, and it's this is going back to the uh, the, the movement and control uh, topic you, you brought up, uh, it's okay. It drops something. What did it drop? Did I miss a thing? Is it somewhere that I didn't okay. click on it? Is there a way to to see what I missed? And I don't. I, I try to figure out, figure it out. I know that in Diablo two, when you pressed, I think Alt, the the Alt key, you could see whatever was laying on the ground. But in Diablo 1, I don't know if this existed at the time. No, I don't I don't think so. And I, I had similar problems, just the way the, the sprites or whatever they are, when they collapse, the um, they tend to blend into each other, to the ground, yeah. to the sort of general gloom. Yeah. Which is like, it, like you say, it's a, it's a really sort of well-developed atmosphere. It works really well along with the, the, the music and so forth, but it's yeah. also just quite grim. Yeah, but I think it, it fits the game. And I, I've listened to the uh, the intro sequence, mm. and going, I, I remember the, the intro sequence from uh, Phantasmagoria. <laughs> and, yeah, I remember that as well. Yeah, which was basically a bit bonkers. But now it's okay. It's It doesn't show much. It's basically a, a desert, deserted town. There's, a, uh, there's some crows. There's some dead people, but not too many. It's not over the top. Uh, it's not a demon casting a portal from hell. And there's uh, thousands of stuff uh, of creatures on the screen, and uh, it's a, a town. There's wind. There's music, 
Uh, it seems haunted, but you don't know if it's re if it really is. And it's a really, really well well made way to to make us uneasy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, same thing for the the town. It's everything is a bit gray, brownish. Uh, the music is a bit of set of sad guitars, and it's all. You're waiting for something to, to to come up. You're waiting for something to to strike, maybe, or to to attack you. Every every time you're in that town, every time you're in the dungeon, and it creates really a really good atmosphere. But yeah, like you said, everything blends it a bit a bit to get together when you fight monsters, mm -hmm. and it's not always easy to, especially when you kill a monster and there's an, a, a noise of something dropping on the floor. But right. nothing dropped. I mean, you okay? It sounds like a maybe a, a staff dropped or a helmet or something else. There's nothing, and <laughs> this is a bit frustrating indeed. Yeah. Um, how much did you end up playing this one? Like, how far did you go? Oh, not that far. I mean, I was really, really, really optimistic, and I said, okay, I'm gonna be prudent. I'm gonna use. Uh, my portion sparingly and then and i mean you can blame me for that but i i, I arrived at the um i think the f well i think the first boss oh, the, the butcher the, butcher. the yeah. butcher yeah and i just got basically insta killed yeah. and it was like oh okay yeah i remember that and then okay no may maybe i'll <laughs> I mean, and, and I didn't save, and and it was like, okay, there's no auto save in that, I think. Or I had the same problem where I I forgot because you get so used to like we're coddled now with auto saves and yeah checkpoints yeah. and all that. And it was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> because I remember once again going back to to Diablo three where it's so it's too easy, in my opinion, it's too easy to just. I mean, you get. I played a game, like I said, I played a game recently. I just ended up bumping up the difficulty to, I don't know what level it was, but maybe the sixth or seventh level of difficulty, which which they call torment. Right. And, and I mean, normally a game played on nightmare is supposed to be nightmarish. And yeah, like really frustrating, difficult. Like you, you get stuck yeah. a lot. And when you have to put at least five other difficulty levels beyond Nightmare, it's like getting a, a, a deluxe edition for a game. And then, oh, there's Platinum. Oh, there's something <laughs> else. And American Express Black. Yeah, something. It's so... And so, yeah, so when you die in Diablo 3, uh, because I, I died a bit, uh, when you bump up the difficulty, you end up dying, of course, but... It's okay. You have you can revive at your corpse. You can revive in town. But what would you want to revive in town? So revive at your corpse, and then I oh I'm dead again. And so oh you can do this only three more times. <laughs> I mean come on. I mean I just had to revive my 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 character and then go out of the way and just wait for the everything to go back up, the health points, the, the whatever you want. I remember that in W2, if you died, you had to, uh, you start back in town with nothing on your back. Yeah. And oh, you have to go. Oh, that's right. You 
spawn with all your stuff in Diablo 3. Yeah, and so in Diablo 2, you have to go back to your corpse and pick up the stuff. And I remember getting stuck in the, I think, the second act uh, end boss, uh, where I spent about $200,000, rupees, whatever you want. And just to buy stuff to be able to fight the monster again, to hopefully get my stuff back eventually. And yeah. and so, yeah, double one, I got killed and was like, oh, shit, is that it? <laughs> no autosave, no, do you want to respawn at 10? No, no, it's like, oh, do you want a new game or do you want to load you? Uh... Oh, no, load is grayed out, right. Yeah, yeah, so uh, it's like, oh, Okay, well, I, I I'm I'm gonna quit. Uh, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is one where I think it's too bad we couldn't have played multiplayer because I think. Oh yeah. Especially now, um, I think that kind of makes it more fun. Especially once you get a little further on, like you can have someone else drop a portal for you or whatever. Yeah, and and I want to talk about multiplayer because, like I said, it's really it's really too bad we couldn't try it. We. Okay, I'm going to explain. So when you buy it on GOG, they did... Uh, because when the game came out, sorry, when the game came out in 95, uh, 97, sorry, they had four-player multiplayer. And it was the at that time that um, Blizzard... Did they already have I think, Battle.net? I think this was the one that they first used it on. Okay, because I remember playing... Warcraft. Yeah, I remember playing StarCraft on, on Battle.net. Uh, so Battle.net was, well, it still is this, uh, well, now it's more than that, but at the time it was the uh, multiplayer service for uh, for Blizzard games. And and so uh, when it came out in 97, you could play up to four, with up to three other people on, on Battle.net. And now uh, what happens is when you play the GOG version with the... Uh, IN, and here I'm doing air quotes, IN graphics, you can only play on a local area network multiplayer. There's a workaround. Technically, it use IPX, which is a dead, really dead standard for <laughs> uh, multiplayer games. And But yeah, they have a, a, a workaround that. But we tried to create uh, a virtual private network with a thing called LogMeIn, I think. And um, it never worked. And I don't know why. I, we tried to troubleshoot it a couple of times. And we couldn't really couldn't play in multiplayer. We could have, of course, taken a computer. I mean, I could have used my laptop and go to your place or... Yeah, but, not really in a time of pandemic. Uh, <laughs> not you really. Run down an Ethernet cable or something, and you could have sat on the front grass, but it would have been weird. Yeah, a bit. And anyway, so we tried to emulate a local area network, and it didn't work. Um, and you can also play on Battle.net, but when I tried to do that, uh, well, take, first, it's not the, the Battle.net that we now know. It's an another service and you can create an account that's okay but this they told me i had to open a port and i was like okay i'm getting some 90s vibes here and it's not good and it's <laughs> yeah it wasn't worth yeah so anyway it's, it's too bad we couldn't but back 
back in the day to sound like an old man um <laughs> back in my day when i was wearing onions um <laughs> but but battle.net was actually um and i've just looked it up it was in fact released just before diablo mm-hmm. um it was you know a great way to play and this was a really good sort of game to play either like i I would play a lot with a friend, and I can't remember if we used to actually talk on the telephone while we oh, were wow. online. Okay. Just because I, I don't think there was really any good voice service at that point that we knew of. Yeah. Were you the type of just no good for that? Were you the type of person who had a, a landline dedicated to the internet, and then the landline that you could use no, to? No, I, I had a friend who had that. Um, it was envious of him, but no, I just took up the phone line, which. Um, I'm sure my parents loved. Yeah, but I mean, you were playing on 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 high speed internet connection then, or something. Yeah, we, we had. I think we had cable at that point, which had wow. kind of just been introduced. Um, I remember being. This is quite the tangent, but I remember it was so slow that I remember one time downloading something at a hundred kilobytes a second, mm-hmm. and just absolutely losing my mind like i could not believe that i could download eight megs of yeah. some demo in you know 20 minutes or whatever it was yeah i remember oh man it, i remember trying to download um a, a patch for total annihilation uh and uh, which we may play on the pod- on this podcast eventually mm-hmm. um but yeah, so the the patch was about three megs and a half, and it took forty minutes over a, a fifty six k modem at wow. three point twenty five kilobytes a second, something like that. And when I got my first high speed internet connection, uh, with at the time what was called Sempetsko, which is, has now been uh, integrated into into Bell. Yes. Um, I had a limit of two gigabytes a month uh, for the bandwidth. And so I had to monitor closely everything that I did online. And I had this system where basically I had about 60 megs per day and maybe some change at the end of the month. And so <laughs> I had this, the, the system properties or something showing me what I the, the bandwidth I use on the day, and then oh, 60 megs, I'm gonna get off the internet for the day. And thinking back to this, I mean, <laughs> today it's so insane to think that there was a time where I could limit myself to 60 megabytes a day. I mean, I can download, you and I can do that, I can download a game which weighs about, I don't know, 30, 50 gigabytes. And then, oh, I'm going to look, go on Twitch or go on Netflix and listen to something and not to not have to worry about. I mean, I couldn't today, I could not go back to limited bandwidth. Oh, I mean, in some ways, you have if you look at your data plan. I mean, the way you were talking about like 60 megs a day, and it's not so much now because never leave the house. Um, but you know, like, oh, geez, I, I. You go around and like, oh, I guess I better not watch this football match or whatever on yeah. my phone because I'm so like it's things have changed, but maybe not as much as we like to think. 
I mean that that's that's interesting because um I don't really use my phone to watch video when I'm not at home or at, at the office. So when I'm I am at the office, of course, I, if I want to watch something, I'm gonna watch it on my computer. Uh, if and if I'm home, well, I'm gonna watch it on my either my desktop, my laptop, or something else. And so I have this plan with with Fizz, uh, where I get six gigabytes a month, I think. And I, you can the interesting thing with with Fizz uh, 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 that point is you can take the unused bandwidth and use it the next month. Oh, and so it it adds up, and uh, but the it's limited to eighteen gigs maximum. So I'm currently at eighteen gigs, and I've been at eighteen gigs for. Six months now, and it's so so funny. And sometimes they say, "Oh, you, we're gonna give you a a, a token of our appreciation." It's like five hundred megabytes of data. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I use my data now just to use my data. Yeah, I just, I mean, I could do some torrenting on my phone. I won't do it. I won't do it. But it's, I could, I mean, eighteen gigs. What? I, I won't download a game, but I could watch Netflix for a while on that. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's its a bit strange to think that we came all this way from uh, playing Diablo on Battle.net in 97, 98. Yes. And then now it's like, okay, I'm going to, gonna I can play a game online and have a Twitch stream on my other monitor and just be, okay, there won't, there won't be any lag. It's okay. <laughs> It'll work. Yeah, it's, oh God. it's things have changed. Maybe they have changed. You're right. Yeah, but um, so anyway, getting back to <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. I mean, that's that's what I like about this podcast. I and mean, we can talk. Uh, gaming is such a large topic to cover, even retro games, because it, it, there's always a link to uh, the current situation, current games, current and. Uh, even especially with Diablo, because we we talked about in the Off Life episode the cultural impact, the impact of gaming uh, of this title. It, it, like I said, it's the same thing I think for Diablo because there's so many hack and slash games now today, and good ones even. I mean, it's not just clo- Diablo clones or, or or something else. It's there's a, the way that it went from. Oh, it's an RPG where you have to wait your turn to attack, and then you have to a bunch of you have eighteen or whatever how many you want to have stats to 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 look uh, to look at and to take care of it. There's still games like that, of course, but mostly this is a, a funny thing to say. Mostly on consoles, maybe today these days. I mean, with Final Fantasies and 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 so on. Uh, so yeah, so there's a bunch of hack and slash games today. I mean, um, uh, there was Torchlight was a good one. It, it, well, Torchlight one and two. Uh, there's been Dungeon Siege. There's, there was uh, oh god, there's a one on my tip of my tongue and I can't remember it. Anyway, uh, Grim Dawn. There it is. Hmm. So yeah, a bunch of hack and slash games and where you you clearly see the influence of Diablo. I mean, even the don't know if you've played the Borderlands series. 
I have, yes, actually. Okay. Well, the, the, the concept of a bajillion guns is that, oh, going to get kill some monsters and get some loot. And it's, well, where did, does it come from? Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not sure if there's clearly a link, but maybe the developers were influenced. They played Diablo where they were young and so on and so on. Uh, and so even if today Diablo is maybe not the best game of this genre, uh, maybe you have to look to Diablo 2 for that. Um, yeah, I think that would be, I mean, of the Diablo games for sure. And probably even in terms of like my interest in this sort of thing, Diablo 2 was like the sweet spot. And I think it's still a huge community going around uh, playing online games uh, of Diablo 2. Yeah, that was one I started playing in high school and ended up going back to it when I was, you know, in university and stuff and just mm-hmm. playing with old friends. Like, it, it, it really had lasting power. And, I mean... Oh, sorry. No, um, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I see the... I can understand the interest... For Diablo One, I can understand why GOG released it, um, and it's a fun game to have. I mean, I have the the big box here, uh, but mostly because it's well, it's a big box, not because I'm gonna necessarily play the game. Uh, maybe it's like we said, not as good as it was uh, today. Yeah, I I think it was. It's not bad, um, and I think it it's it's a very important game, but it's yeah. not one that um, just in terms of what my interests are in in games and so on. Now, like I, I don't really love anymore the sort of dungeon crawling, pick up loot, collect gold, find better loot. Like that that stuff yeah. doesn't really grab me in the same way it used to. Like I never got into World of Warcraft, for example. It's oh, just, me neither. Oh. Like I, I, I just kind of moved on um, after Diablo 2. So, um, but at the same time, it uh, if it's the kind of thing that you're still interested in, it, it holds up pretty well. Yeah, sure. And I will take, I, I, I will take the same atmosphere. Maybe just change the 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 way the game works. Maybe. Instead of just having to kill monsters and, like we said, get loot and better loot and and so on, just go back to a a mix of of hack and slash and classic RPG with yeah. more characters, maybe more storylines, more because I, I want to be, I want to feel, I don't want to say I want to feel oppressed because it's <laughs> a bit, uh, <laughs> but I want to. I want to be in a setting where it's a bit gloomy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think if Zelda had you know had a bit more edge to it, yeah, it wasn't such a, a happy game. I think that is it has the that sort of balance you're talking about um, in terms of types of gameplay. But yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the the gloom and stuff, but with just a bit more variety of play and yeah, and better controls maybe. <laughs> yeah. Also, I really wouldn't mind. I I don't like the um, and this is you know maybe a bit small, but the the way the dialogue plays 
for every character in just like giant font that slowly scans up the screen, sort of Star <laughs> Wars style. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, it's it was ninety seven, and it was yeah playing on small monitors with a small resolution, and oh, I can yeah. see why they did the big text kind of thing. It's just uh, I. Especially now, I just you know I don't have the attention span anymore. Like I'm, yeah. my brain is cracked in half, and yeah. I just want to at least skim through the crummy dialogue. I don't want to have to listen to it and like read the whole thing. It's just not what I'm. But that is again a very small and perhaps overly revealing thing to complain <laughs> about. But I mean, I, I can I can understand why, and it can be daunting to see. Oh, you have to read through thirty pages of text. To understand what the character is saying, but mm. I, I mean, it, I think it's. I'm thinking about Morrowind once again, and it was, I think, the same thing for the Fallout series, which is developed mm-hmm. by the same company, Bethesda. It's like okay, in Fallout One and Two, you have the, you can have these huge wall of text uh, where you have long dialogues. Uh, same thing for uh, the uh, Elder Scrolls series in Morrowind. I remember you can really get lost in dialogue with branching choices, and uh, and then you get to Oblivion and Skyrim, where okay, it's uh, one line in okay, yeah, the, the audio quality is really better, but it's one line and it's maybe 15 words, 20 words, instead of 200. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a sweet spot. Uh, because in Diablo, they, yeah, it's going up slowly. And they, they want you to take your time, and you just want to kill monsters. And <laughs> yes. even if, when you walk, it's long. I mean, it's, come on. They, I know that the church is up there. Let me, let me run to the church. I don't want to do that every time I, I, I come up. And of course, you're gonna have to do that every time you come up. But it's once again, was it because they were limited on the technical side of things, or were they did decided to they decide to oh, we're gonna take it slow, take it real slow, and you don't want players to rush in. I mean, it's okay for a first timer, but when it's the third, the fifth, or the tenth time you play Diablo, uh, maybe you get tired to just walk. And to wait at the wait for the NPC to talk and and so on and so on. Well, that's the thing. It's it's a really replayable game because the way the dungeons sort of reform themselves each time. Yeah. And you you get different quests and so on. And when you play in multiplayer, I think you started in a. It's been a while, but it anyways. It because you play it so often, or at least I certainly did. It um, things like that do really get to you after a while because you're doing them a lot mm-hmm. yeah i completely understand well uh, i'm guessing i don't want to go with a recommendation or not I, I think it there's of course a nostalgia side of things here it's uh, like maybe every game that we review on this show <laughs> but it's Maybe not Biominous. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'd, I'd probably, you know, if you're really interested in it, I'd say go back and, you know, relive it a bit. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a bad game by any means. Um, if you're still really into hack and slash, you'll, it, you may get a real big kick out of it. Um, 
I might go back to Diablo 2 myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's I I don't dislike it. It's just it's no longer my thing, I guess. I completely understand it. Well, if you, I think one of, part of the interest was uh, it came out during what I, I what maybe want to call Blizzard's golden era. Yeah, which was basically well, Warcraft one came out in ninety four, Warcraft two in ninety five, uh, Diablo in ninety seven, and Starcraft in ninety eight. And then you had, of course, Diablo 2 and so on, Warcraft 3, uh, somewhere down the line. Um, and it was like, okay, they're establishing, well, they basically established three huge franchises in what, four years? Five? It's really simple. It it's, doesn't happen anymore. I mean, it's, uh, can you really, can, can a studio really put out three, Massively very different, games. very different games. I mean, okay, you could always argue that Warcraft and Starcraft are real-time strategy games, but still, it's. <laughs> I don't see any studio doing this today. Uh, maybe even I, I was thinking about New Blood Interactive, but they mainly do shooters. Uh, otherwise, it's no. It doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So uh, once again, the nostalgia kind of side of things, if you may be a collector, you will absolutely want to have a copy of the game on your GOG list or whatever. You, But eh, playing playing it again, and I, I don't think I'll, I'll go back to it either. I think Diablo 2, they're... Don't want to say perfected the, the the controls and the interface and the gameplay, but it was it was close to to perfection in, yeah. in that for that kind of game. Yeah, it had just enough story, the the right amount of weapons and customizability and enough classes and sort yeah. of differences that I think that that is sort of where they really hit the sweet spot. And then Diablo three, I don't think I ever finished it the first time. It just it it was you know. I think, like you were saying before we started recording, just a little too much of a light show, and not really. Yeah. And like you were saying during the show, like it's not challenging enough. Seven difficulty levels, probably unnecessary. <laughs> probably more than that. I mean, I was up to torment too. I mean, what's do you want more torment? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like okay. I mean, spoiler: you 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 fight Diablo in the game. It's. Uh, Replaying it, I mean, I never finished Diablo 2, and replaying Diablo 3 was like, okay, how many times can you resuscitate? Uh, how many times can you take, keep dragging Diablo back in and said, oh, we're going to fight it again and again? Well, now it's more powerful. It's got more yeah. horns. It's like, geez, people. <laughs> and maybe that's, that's maybe the last one I want to bring up uh, in this episode is the we talked about the story. and. Maybe, and you can throw uh, tomatoes at me if you want, but maybe the story is is not that good. Uh, because, I mean, I understand for a game, once again, for Diablo 1, where it's pretty straightforward, where, oh, there's a, there's a devil in town in the church, and you have to go down the church and eventually kill Diablo. It, okay, it's done. And it's one town, one place, one setting. Go. I mean, yeah, of course, what 16, 17 levels, but still, 
But now it's, oh, we're going to bring Diablo back because it's in the title. And I feel like there's just so much lore about demons, gods, angels, the, the war between the realms and so on and so on. And it's so... Uh, it's boring. It's, yeah. I mean, the good and evil stuff is kind of like, eh. I mean, yeah. you can you can have a good and evil story, but basically, the, I think the, the the structure of the game itself limits the way you can expand the story mm-hmm. because it's not oh, do you want to uh, influence a faction or another? Do you want to switch sides? No, it's like do you want to kill shit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and you won't ever be asked to uh, go to the. the the, the, the hells, the side of hell, and fight with demons uh, against angels instead of the the opposite. It's always oh, you have to save the earth and heavens and whatever. Yeah, and and so I, and I don't I don't think this will have worked in Diablo One. I don't see myself oh, I'm gonna kill the townsfolk and kill the <laughs> the NPCs. No. But yeah, it's some. Um, understand why they, they did some sequels and understand why they kept they they expanded the lore there was it was necessary but now it's there's so much stuff and it's yeah. so i mean i I'd, I'd like to see you proven wrong with the fourth installment but um maybe we'll see i mean i'll, yeah. I'll buy it eventually yeah uh, i'm probably not going to pre-order it but uh no yeah it's uh, we don't do we know when it when it comes out? I don't think it's I don't think revealed so. now yet. Yeah. And with the pandemic, we never know. I mean, they they've postponed Cyberpunk twenty seven uh, twenty seven seven uh, a few times now. It's back to November this year, something like that. Uh, anyway, once again, we we took a tangent. Um, thank you very much, Robert, for this uh, fourth episode. And uh, I think it's the 69th podcast episode with on pf.ca, so you can... Nice. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's It's been an honor to uh, yeah, be on it's, such an illustrious numbered episode. Yeah, we, we live something together, Robert, <laughs> uh, with this episode. Uh, joking aside, uh, thank you. Thank you for being uh, with with uh, me for this episode. Thank you for trying to play Diablo with me. I think we, one day we'll make it work. Maybe yeah, when well. we can uh, see each other face-to-face again. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, thanks to everyone listening. You can catch up on past episodes on pieuvre.ca, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on iTunes, on YouTube, and everywhere where everywhere sorry, where you can get uh, your subscription to a podcast. You can also give us a hand on Patreon. We still, of course, have a Patreon uh, account that you can subscribe to. Uh, you can also vote for the next game that we will play and get a chance every month to win copies of games books and movies and uh, 
probably not uh, Biomenace or Phantasmagor. Maybe something more modern and enjoyable, but we have some stuff Ideally, to... something more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we give uh, some free stuff. So like I said, games, movies, and books. So you can go on to uh, Patreon and search for uh, Pieuvre. Uh, I think it's pieuvre.ca, pieuvre.ca in French. And there's, be of course, a link uh, to our Patreon after the uh, episode on our website. So thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, and uh, until next time.